When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Uh, you can tell Father's Day is 10 days away. Oh, really? Why? Oh my gosh. My ads, my ads have shifted on social media. I haven't looked up a thing yet for Father's Day. I haven't looked up a thing yet. Not for my dad, not for my husband. Nope. But all of a sudden, this morning, it really was like amplified. A wallet. I got socks where you could put your kids' faces on them. Oh, really? I got an ad for the best man's t-shirt you'd ever find in your life. Send me that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, though, it makes you, it makes a, uh, yeah, I can if you want it. I actually, I'll admit, though, sometimes ads work because I looked at it and I went, Oh, my husband might like that, actually. It makes your shoulders look more broad, apparently. Your, uh, your pec area stand out in a good way. In a good way. Make those titties pop. Yeah. And there's like a whole video and stuff. But it's like, I'm just scrolling and it's like, it's nonstop just man stuff. But there, you could tell it's for me. Like, hey, buy this for guys. Uh, anyway, yeah. You know, I promise. Because we talked about Mother's Day, around Mother's Day. And there's a lot of truth to the fact that there's not as much of a lead up for Father's Day. So I'm here to remind everybody, we are 10 days out from Father's Day. Make sure you appreciate the fathers in your life. Whoever that might be to you, whatever the father figure is. And if you are a father yourself, I hope you get spoiled and those people uh, spend a lot of quality time with you or whatever it is you actually want next Sunday. But we'll chat more about Father's Day coming up. Well, we're talking about annoying ads. And before we jump into the stuff that we want to talk about on this pod today, can I just say that I would almost support re-criminalizing online gambling just to make the ads stop. Oh, when you're watching stuff, especially right. Like for me, it's, I don't have a lot of the, I don't get a lot of the ad. Now that we're talking about it, my phone's listening. So I'm going to get more ad pop pop pop-ups. Have you signed up for the score bet yeah. yet? Yeah. See, I... DraftKings, DraftKings! Stop! I know. It's you like, know fuck. what you're going to do. You know it's going to happen. But I notice it so much more when I'm watching any any type of sports, obviously. Like, that's their key demo, right? So then you got, between that and crypto, between casino, like, online gambling and crypto shit, I'm just like, get out of here. Go away. I'm not interested. I'd rather... I don't know, but it's like, what would you rather watch a commercial about? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, crypto basically is online gambling at this it point. Is, uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's true. They're kind of in the same bubble, aren't they? And sometimes some, it's, it's up, sometimes yeah, it's down. It's, you never know what you're going to It really is. It's a roll of the dice no matter which way you look at it. And celebrities, by the way, endorsing all of them. Everything I just mentioned. Like if you don't see fucking Aaron Paul, it's it's Matt Damon, in the words, Wayne Gretzky, obviously, or any, name any other retired sports player. And they're like, hey, I'm here for... What's the McCall betting.ca? Like, what the fuck website is that? You just, they just gave you money and you're like, yeah, I use this all the time. No, you don't. <laughs> it's so obvious. Um, there's a lot of things to do in this episode of After Nine. We're going to try and keep it fun. It's, uh, it's a tough time for a lot of people. So let's, let's jump right into this here and, and see if we can put a smile on your face. Geico is an insurance company. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Did you know that that's an acronym, by the way? I did not know that that's an acronym. Government Employees Insurance Company. I did not even know. I didn't even know. I just thought it was a cute name. Geico is in the news because of a story that we first talked about several months ago. A woman hooked up with her ex in his car and he gave her an STD. No, I don't know which STD. <laughs> But I know that a lot of people wonder, really, which one? (laughs) Take a few letters of the alphabet. Take your guess. So he gave her an STD and she decided she was going to sue. So she filed a lawsuit and she included Geico in this. Geico said, huh, uh, 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 uh. Don't care that it happened in a car. This has nothing to do with us. Leave us out of your lawsuit. Technically, that means they abandoned a defense. The woman was suing Geico for a million dollars because of this injury 
this infection that she caught in the car. And, and because Geico refused to participate in this, saying it was stupid, the court more or less ruled that they had abandoned a defense when it went to appeal. So now the appellate court and even the judges on this panel agree Geico got a bad deal in this. They have to go by precedent and case law. And what it all comes down to is this. They awarded her $5.2 million, and Geico wasn't even in court to defend themselves. That's crazy. $5.2 million because she got laid and caught chlamydia or gonorrhea or something. And, I mean, here's the thing, because I know you're thinking loser. Well, first of all, she's a millionaire now, so you can call her a loser all you want. You know Geico's good for the money, so she's probably going to get her check real quick. No problem, because they have no choice. But... She also put in the work to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people would even consider that? Hey, you don't have the money? I'm going to see. Okay. And, and keep in mind, now, this is, this is, could this happen here? Ah, uh, that's I a don't good know if question. You know that I, that's actually a question for Sandra because she covers that sort of law. Yeah. I, we should, we should, uh, we should take note of that and ask Sandra. Yeah. In this case, it's, uh, It's a combination of a couple of things. They never actually got to argue the merits of the case because Geico said, fuck this. This has nothing to do with us. Had Geico actually participated in the process, they might have been able to go in and say, hey, listen, we offer protection for a lot of things. Fire, theft, that sort of stuff. We don't offer protection for you shagging some guy in a car bareback. Catch an STD, you can't come to the insurance company now and say, you owe me money. It doesn't yeah. work that well, way. Your Geico app doesn't come with condoms and everything else. Like that it does should. Not, well, from here on, it might. <laughs> you know, that little adorable little lizard fucker there is going to be on the package of every condom you can find now. You know what's really missing, though, from this story and a lot of stories that are like it? Personal accountability. At what point will a judge... Just use a little bit of common sense and say, yeah, yeah, I get that. It sucks that you caught that, that infection, but we're not going to make him pay. We're not going to make the insurance company pay. This is between you two, and you made a choice to do that. Now, if there's other evidence that she thought he was wearing a condom and he wasn't or something like that, that's completely different. But in this case, it seems like consensual, unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. Could she also? Can you sue someone's insurance company? If you're shagging them in the car and they get pregnant, I don't think you can for that. Well, maybe you can actually. You know, this is the this is the weird thing though for me because it does open the door to other questions. Because if that this person got away with this, do you know how many other people are going to try to get away with you name it? Sure, pregnancies are one. Uh, maybe you can claim an injury, right? Hey, we had sex and and he tilted me the wrong way, and next thing you know, my back's out. Like. I can't work, so you owe me hey all that money. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What'd you do to throw her back out? You know? Like, <laughs> you open that door, though. You really do. So that's why I'm really surprised that they ended up in this, in this particular case. And again, this is like the perfect storm. Like I referred to it, it's kind of like the perfect storm of events, right? Where this girl actually is going to see money. I don't think you're going to be able to figure out a way to do this. This is like a really, it's a one-off, I think. If it's going to be this easy, like, geez, the insurance rates are going to be ridiculous. Could you imagine they had to pay out for every unwanted pregnancy, STI, you name it? Holy shit. I can't wait till they come up with the price list. Oh, pregnancy. Okay, you're going to get a quarter million dollars. Oh, you got, uh, I don't know. Monkeypox. Oh fuck! All right. Well, you're you're up for a good half a million there. <laughs> I wish I was just the judge in those cases because I would probably be like, I'm awarding you nothing because you had sex in a car. What kind of an idiot does that anyway? It's, it's not good. Maybe grow up and then come back and talk to the court when you have. You know, I, th- I thought at first, oh, this person must be uh, 14 years old. But no, you're a grown ass person. This is weird. <laughs> I don't understand why you would choose to do it in a car. <laughs> car is the last, last viable option in all circumstances. You have to exa- have exhausted every possibility before you say, Get undressed and get in the back seat right. or whatever. You know, car sex is not good sex. And maybe the judge should have scolded them for that as well. <laughs> uh, back to my other comment, though, about personal accountability. I just don't understand why the judge didn't say, wait a second. This was you. You mm-hmm. made a choice. You did this. This, what you did, got was preventable in 99.9% of the cases. So I don't understand why you're coming back here after the fact, after you did something to cause the situation you're in yeah. and ask me for money. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure how that works that way, but 
she's getting $5.2 million out of it unless Geico can find grounds to appeal on. I want to introduce you to a woman from the UK who's suffering from a rare condition cat. What is it? That makes her constantly smell like fish, even though she showers multiple times a day. She says, people call it a curse, and I can see why, says Kelly White, a 41-year-old. To sum it up in two words, it's confusing and isolating. The worst part is feeling like you're going crazy from it. If you let it, the condition can begin to take over your thoughts. The woman specifically suffers from... This is a word that uses like every letter of the alphabet. Oh, no. Trimethiamarina? It's also known as TMAO, which is a rare metabolic condition known as fish odor syndrome. I was today years old when I learned that there's a thing called fish odor syndrome. Metabolic. Metabolic means it comes from what? Remind me. I, I know this, but I can't think of what it is. It's the it's, way your body expels. It's, it's, yeah, it's like it's your sweat. Pr- it's from, from the glands. There's no other. It's not like coming from her mouth or her eyes or her ears or some shit like that. That's correct. Gotcha. Yes. Right. Apparently, others have reported a smorgasbord of body odors ranging from onions to feces. TMAO oh. occurs when the body is unable to turn a strong smelling chemical called that long word that I don't even want to try and say again, produced in the gut when bacteria breaks down certain foods into a different chemical that doesn't smell. As a result, it accumulates in the body and contaminates bodily fluids like sweat and urine, thereby causing a nasty stench. Sweat and urine. All of it. Can you imagine that? No. Like this woman showers multiple times a day. As soon as the sweat glands open up, boom, fish. I'd imagine someone like that goes. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible. Why do you have to say that? Boom, fish. Boom, onions. <laughs> boom, feces. And the feces one. Oh. Um, so I'd imagine someone like this goes to great lengths to try to figure out, um, I say cure, but uh, something to cover up, right? You probably have seen everybody in that case. I feel like you've probably seen a naturopath. You've been through that route. You've seen doctors, you've seen specialists of all kinds, and there's really like nothing that can be done. I don't know how they would go about treating it. I think it's one of those things where they've isolated the condition. They don't necessarily know how to treat it yet. But either way, it's a real thing that apparently a lot of people suffer from. TMAO is what it's called if you want to look it up. T-M-A-U. Wow. Let's go into the snack category here, Kat. Okay. The next time you need a midnight snack. They say there's certain ones that are better than others. I think everybody understands that, right? Sure. There's healthy snacks. There's unhealthy snacks. You're aware of what you're doing. I don't know. Because I drive by like McDonald's at 11 o'clock at night and it's lined up onto the road. And and I'm trying to figure out, are those people going for a snack? Is that their lunch? What's going on? Why is McDonald's busy at midnight? So maybe not everybody does know exactly what should be in your snack portfolio. But they say the number one thing you should eat when you're hungry at night is sliced turkey. Hmm. They say the protein fills you up and the tryptophan helps you sleep. Crackers and cheese. Cheese has tryptophan too. Plus it's easy. Mm. They just say choose a cracker that's high in fiber. Veggies and hummus. A low calorie option that's quick and easy. Yeah. Cherries. Pistachios. They say the fat and protein in pistachios will fill you up. And cherries can help you sleep because they're packed with melatonin. Peanut butter and bananas. Peanut butter. Another food with tryptophan. And the banana has potassium to relax your muscles so you sleep better. That's a nice sweet treat, too. All of these are great suggestions if you want a snack. But we all know that when we want a snack, we don't always go for the veggies and hummus. We don't always go for a handful of pistachios and cherries. We very seldom slice up a banana and put some peanut butter on it. You go for the chips. You go for the ice cream. You go for the, the I don't know, the shit that you would normally stick in your kid's lunchbox. That's when you're eating, like, <laughs> you're eating you're a eat- bear, par- yeah, bear pod at right. 11 p.m. Yeah, you're eating them fucking Dunkaroos, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> we see you. 70% of people feel judged by their partner or people in their life by their <gasps> snacking choices. That's kind of, that's sad in a way. I mean, unless, I don't know, in a way I also think like, what do you mean? Like, do they deserve to be judged? Like, what are they eating here? Well, I mean, I judge a little bit. I, I did think twice when I drove by McDonald's last night at 11 o'clock and saw it lined up onto the road. But anyway, 
The most common snacks are also a lot of the guilty pleasure foods. Pizza was number one. You don't like pizza as a snack, do you? Pizza is not a snack. Pizza is not a snack. That's a meal. That is a meal. What if it's leftover pizza? If I just grab a slice, I'm having a snack. You're having a meal. That's a, like a slice well, of pizza is a slice of... Well, it's an app then. You want to go there? What, if I, what, it's not a snack. Like a snack to me is like something a, a lot smaller. One bite, like just the tip. What if I just You're eat not the tip? doing it though. No. You're heating up an entire slice of pizza and eating the tip? I don't think so. <laughs> that whole thing's going in. Don't lie. That whole thing's in there. The whole thing always goes in. <laughs> um, <laughs> pizza is the number one thing. But if I have a frozen pizza... And I decide, you know what? I'm going to warm that up and have myself some pizza. A little late night munchies thing. That's not having a snack. Whatever makes you feel better, but that's not a snack. If you're reheating dinner, that's (laughs) dinner. Like you're having another dinner. No, dinner's at six (laughs) o'clock. I'll just have a little snack. Let me reheat the rest of, you know, whatever. The chicken, the corn, the side of mashed potatoes, a giant plate. It's just a snack. It was dinner the first time I ate it. The second time, it's a snack. I don't know the true definition of a snack. I don't know in, ter- in terms of amount, right? Quantity, what a snack would be. But in my mind, a snack is a handful or two of something, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Something easy and, qu- and, and quick. It can't be something that you've heated or cooked or anything. It's just quick. Is a hot dog a snack? No, I think that would be a meal too. What about a peanut butter and jam sandwich? Would that be a snack? I don't know. That's kind of like, that's close to meal territory. I suppose, I mean, if you're a big person. I'm so glad I don't live with you. You are a judgy not, person. Listen, I'm not trying to be judgy off of what, what people eat, but I'm just saying it's a, there's a difference between, to me, a snack is a snack. It's a small little thing that you have. And maybe you have a couple snacks. But like when you're heating up an, like a couple slices of pizza, that's not a snack. That's a meal. Okay, fair enough. Ice cream was second. Do you have any issues with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say ice cream is a snack. Absolutely, yeah, it's a t- sweet treat. A sweet treat. Burgers. Yeah, that's a meal. Okay. Chips. That's a snack. Chocolate. That's a snack. Cake. That is a snack. Small. I mean, if you're just having a bit, of course, yeah, it's a snack. Sure, it's a sweet treat. I would again, like I categorize things a lot. So to me, that goes uh, no in the, shit. That goes. In the, <laughs> cravings category with the ice cream that's where it goes it's not a snack because it's not meant to fill you right if you're having a piece of cake it's not like wow i'm famished i better keep my body let me fuel my body with this slice of cake that's not how it works like snacks to me are more healthy that's how i think of snacks a snack is a fuel to keep you continued you know keep your energy up in the day Hmm. or before bed if you're feeling hungry fine french fries that's a that's part that's a side dish the side dish. That's a side dish category. <laughs> what? I categorize them. That's what that is. It's not a snack. Candy. Sweet treat. And bacon. Side dish? No, a lot of people actually do eat bacon as a snack, particularly if they're on certain diets. Keto. Like yeah. A lot of the things you mentioned that you're supposed to have are very keto. I mean, turkey slice. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do turkey. I'll do cheese. No problem. Okay. Bacon, uh, fine. It's, but that's a lot of work. Don't you also agree? Tell me if you agree with me on this. Snacks shouldn't take too much prep. Like we shouldn't prep too much and then call it a snack. Like snack to me is quick and easy. Bacon's not quick and, unless you're microwave, unless you got the microwave shit. You're it's, lazy yeah. if you microwave bacon. <laughs> you that, Have a little respect that for yourself. Shelf-stable bacon? That's not right, man. But anyway, that's fine. I'm trying not to judge that. that I'm making sous vide yeah. bacon tonight. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> it's, uh, but fine. You know what? I won't even judge that. That's fine. But, but when there's a lot of prep involved, ask yourself, that's not a snack anymore. Okay, fine. Well, 69% of people in long-term relationships say they feel judged by their partner for their snacking habits. But it goes both ways because the exact same amount say they judge their partner based on the snack choices. So let's say we're at Cat Callahan's house and Cat's husband says... I want a snack. And he gets some ice cream. Any judgment there? No, I mean, oh, it's a sweet sweet treat. Sure, you got a craving for sweets. Get that in you. Okay, but let's say he gives himself two scoops. Are you there like the fucking no. ice cream cops counting scoops? No, not at all. What if he pulls out a flavor you don't even like? What if he? What if he's like one of those sick fuckers tiger that tail likes lace tiger lovers. tail or, yeah, or that weird ripple one with the nuts in it? <laughs> I'd leave, and I'd never come back. (laughs) Well, we had a good run. See you later, fucker. This has been fun, but I can't do this anymore. What about chips? 
Yeah, I mean, chips are a snack. Yeah, that's a lot of people's go-to is a chip. If I want chips as a snack, how many chips can I eat? Are you are you counting? <laughs> I'm not judging. No, I'm not ju- judging that. That's your own body. You do what you want with your body. I don't care. My my problem is the classification of snacks. The chips are a snack. I mean, if you want to sit there and pound through a family size bag from Costco, that's between you and your body. And, and you, God, you, and God, you know, you do, you do, you. I didn't make if, you to do that. If you're, <laughs> if you're going to share with others, though, yeah, like grab yourself a bowl or something. Maybe there's a little judgment if, like, you're doing that at, at a get together. Like, could you imagine you're hosting an event? I must want to do this as a joke once. Like, you're hosting an event, and you just open a bag of chips and throw it on the table. Like, there you guys go, give it. <laughs> Give her right into the bag. I can see the judgment on chips because we don't all agree on chips. I might eat, in all fairness, about a half a bag of chips when I sit down to and eat chips. And it's honest of you. I'll eat it like that's half the bag. That's honest of you. We've all been there. Well, because hey, you can't have just there. one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they, it's a good marketing, right? Sure is. But then you judge how many. Uh, did you dip it or not? What kind of chips? Some people are very territorial about their chips. There are some ketchup chips fans out there that think it is outrageous that other people would eat salt and vinegar. Where I get judgy, where I get judgy, I just realized this because when you said it and when you said whatever they're dipping with, where I get judgy is what your your weird combos. Some people just, like, if... (laughs) If you were like, oh, cat, I brought a snack into work. And then you took out like a loaf of bread and you made like a sandwich of like peanut butter, cheese whiz and chips. Oh, like that's where the judgment comes in. You know what I mean? Like your com- the weird combos. I can't. And then you like put a dill pickle on top of it. Like this is my snack. Like I'd be like, that's weird, man. You're weird. That's where the judgment comes in for me. OK. All right. I, I'm, I'm narrowing it down here. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> Chocolate. Yeah. Great. How much is cho- how much chocolate can you have before the judgment comes in? If I sit down and eat a Kit Kat, I don't think there's any judgment there, right? No, I think it's good, like a decent portion. Depending on who you ask, it's a, it's a portion. It's- and then there's also how you eat the Kit Kat. Do you break off each of the four ones, or do you eat yeah. it like just bite into it? Are you like a weird squirrel, like when you do that shit, like a corn on the cob? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, you can't do that shit. But anyway, what if I eat two Kit Kats? Then are you judging? Like that son of a bitch like, is eating a second opened, chocolate bar. Did he just open a second? How would you? How would you say? <laughs> I don't know. If I saw mind, my girlfriend like, eat a chocolate bar and, and then go and get another, another chocolate bar, I'd be like, oh, 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 what's going on here? You tell me what happened today because I need to know. Is that what it is? Do you feel like you would be judged by your girlfriend if you opened uh, or you had an entire bag of chips? Like you just sat there and you mowed in and then she, next thing you know, she's like, can I try one? Oh, they're all gone. She's getting a little less subtle about her judginess. I feel like she always did. It's just now it's a little more obvious or maybe I'm more sensitive to it. Hey, at the end of the day, when I'm done everything I've got to do and I don't have to go anywhere, I like to spark up a joint from time to time and you know what happens after that you get the munchies well sometimes it's like a level five munchies and you're gonna eat everything you can find so if i eat a kit kat mm-hmm. and feel like i want another kit kat before wouldn't even have thought twice about it now it's almost like i watch her as i'm walking back to the couch to see if she's looking at me and if she's looking at me i think ah oh, fuck she knows i'm eating a second <laughs> chocolate bar i suck but will she say anything out loud no yeah that's no. all right then one time though, and I, it was gross. Like I had leftovers <laughs> from dinner and I had like nuts and there was hummus on the table and we had a charcuterie board and I ate like everything I could get my hands on. She just looked at me and said, hungry tonight? <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to bed. Never mind. <laughs> womp, womp, you caught womp. me. Yeah, I won't say anything. My husband will do. He's keto like me. So he's got like, he likes pork rinds a lot, right? Low carb, high fat, little snack and you can dip it in things. And he'll just take, (laughs) Costco's got like, the. it just makes me laugh. That's all. I don't know if it's judgment, but I laugh because he'll take out the Costco size pork rinds, (laughs) which if anyone's seen them is like a fucking barrel and bring it to the couch. (laughs) And 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 you don't judge? And lay it down on the table. And then just start dipping it in whatever, right? Whatever it might be. And then just... (laughs) whole fucking thing like just sit there and take it right out of the tub i mean no i don't say anything or judge but i think that if someone walked in here's where it is it's like if someone walked in that's where i'd be like embarrassed like put the shit away (laughs) put it in a bowl this is embarrassing it's a big barrel of it the worst is when i'm not paying attention and like they spill 
and then I've got like a pile of chip crumbs on the floor. Oh, and I'm no. all like, oh, she's totally going to judge that. And she has every right to. Or <laughs> it's all over your shirt. And you have to like stand up and there's chip crumbs falling to the floor. You put an asterisk on cake as a snack. Is, is the problem with cake that it's too sweet? Because I would think that I can yeah. have a slice of cake to uh, relax. So again, like for me, the definition of snack is also something to help you fuel up and stuff. There's nothing in a cake that's like, here we go. This is a healthy, good fuel up. It's a sweet treat. There's nothing wrong with it. People, I, I absolutely get sweet cravings all the time, but I'm not calling it a snack. It's a treat. Why aren't fries a snack? If I got a bag of frozen Cavendishes in the freezer and I just want to <laughs> want to fire them up in the oven for a little oh bit. God, I'm trying this as well. Don't judge. Don't judge, guys. Did you hear what he just said? Bag of frozen Cavendishes. Is yeah. that fat fuck going to go and yeah. make fries now? Really? <laughs> no, it's uh no, just to me I wouldn't I just wouldn't classify that as a snack. I mean, that's a side dish. There's a lot like that's a heavy snack. Isn't it? Like I don't know, I just think of snacks as light. Like light and easy. Like you mentioned hummus, veggies, you know, even hummus, crackers, cheese, all that stuff is is a snack. Nuts, even a little bit of chips. Great snack, snack, snack. But then when you're busting out frozen goods and you got to cook them for 25 to 30 minutes or whatever the bag tells you, that's no longer a snack. That's not easy. That is the longest amount of time that you can measure is how long it takes for something to heat when you're starving. <laughs> that's right. Like that's no, that's the thing, right? You need the fuel now. You need the snack now. You don't do that. You don't plan out a Cavendish snack. You just don't. It's not like, hey, it's quick and easy. It's not. What if they're curly fries? No, it doesn't matter. No? Oh. It doesn't matter. And if you're reheating them, you're just an animal. Don't reheat fries. For the people, though, that are eating bacon as a snack, how mm. much bacon do you make? Because I've never done yeah. that. That never occurred to me. I actually don't even like bacon. I know that's an unpopular thing to say, but I don't think bacon's that good. So I think bacon as a snack is an odd one for me too, because if you're, if you, even if you cook it ahead and you're going to heat it up and I'm not talking about the microwave, you buy a microwave. When you leave bacon sitting there, all that like white grease gunk. Gross. It's gross. So then even if you're going to reheat it, yes, it kind of disappears because it's grease. So it kind of it goes back into its liquidy form is I don't get the bacon snack thing. I don't get it either. I'm not sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Switching gears. Let's see if we can help this woman out a little bit here. A woman reveals she's dating a mama's boy. After seeing her 42-year-old boyfriend. That's an important detail. Her 42-year-old boyfriend still has his mother do his laundry. Oh. And sort his bills. Oh, no. They, oh, no. Theos and Tia, they're both 42 years old, have been together for over 10 years and are getting ready now to tie the knot. Oh. However, there's something getting in the way. His mom, with whom he has a very close relationship with. You may have seen the two of them on the TLC show, I Love a Mama's Boy, and they shared their story. Both have children from previous relationships, and having spent so much of their lives together, Theos and Tia have been seriously considering getting married. She believes, though, he needs to learn how to say no to his mom sometimes. Kind of seems like mom is a willing participant in this mama's boy routine. Not only does he have his mom do all those things that grown-ups do for him, I think she likes it. I kind of get that impression. Yeah. So, okay. So just to clarify, at first... She's been okay with this. Yes. I love a mama's boy. 
But now it's becoming a bit of an issue. It's a little too much. And because they're going to get married, that's where you feel like there should be a little separation there. This is the thing. Okay. As they prepare to get married, because right now they're together, but there's no, no rings exchange, no formal commitment. If they're going to get married, she's wanting to know, what do I do about this guy who's a mama's boy? He's got to start saying no to his mom. Or he's got to stop asking his mom. Maybe she should have a conversation with his mom and say, hey, piss off. He's 42. Yeah. I mean, that or like what is happening with mom? Like, isn't, doesn't mom have other things to do at this point? Because I'm guessing she's got to be what? In her late 60s-ish? Let's just take a guess, right? I sure. don't know. In and around. What do you, what do you, what do you, what, you want to do that? What do you, how long have you, you've been doing this for too long. But Give yourself a break. There's some people though who love that. I'm willing to bet that if your girls come back to you when you're 70 years old and they are living on their own and, and they've got husbands or, or wives or whatever, and they say, mom, can you do my laundry? You're probably going to drop what you're doing and can't get to the laundry room fast That's enough. That's so different than someone who regularly sorts bills and does laundry and who knows God what else they're doing for their kids still and it's not like hey haven't seen you in a few years oh you're coming to my place let me do your laundry for you let me do this for you that's a totally different scenario loving your parents and vice versa loving your kids and doing things for them I mean yeah that that should always be a thing we should always enjoy the fact that our partners you know if we're they're lucky enough to have their parents around they love their parents Oh, you know, he loves his mom. That's great. He goes over and visits her every Sunday, let's say. They have lunch together. That's adorable. I draw the line, though, at doing their laundry. What are you? Get your shit together, guy. I mean, for me, that's such a turnoff. I'm so out the door. Really? Yeah. 100%. I'm out. It is less for you to do, though. Oh. Who says I'm fucking doing the laundry, though? This is a very old school mentality thing, isn't it? And mom probably loves that thought. Despite how this story comes off, I kind of think we should look at it from a different lens. And if we look at it from a different lens, it's highly likely he is not the problem. Mom is enabling this activity and she is jealous that mom gets to do all that shit. Oh, no, I think I disagree. I think that he's very much an equal party in being the problem. He is very much splitting the problematic nature of this relationship. You can say no to mom. Maybe it feels difficult for whatever reason. And with certain people that are that close, maybe something happened in their child. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're close for certain reasons. But that's too much. That's too much. And also, like, doesn't it speak to the maturity of the man in that scenario? Like, you can't do your own shit? My dad is an accountant, for Christ's sake, and he stopped doing my taxes at a certain point in my life. You know what I mean? He doesn't touch my bills. He doesn't do that. And I'm perfectly great with that. I still love him. I go, you know, have dinner with him or coffee with him. That's great. There's a total difference between someone who's taking care. You, just because you, you're the parent doesn't mean you need to actually take care of them through and through. And as the man, as the boy in this scenario because it seems more like a boy you need to be able to say you know what I'm good I got this do your own shit that's great but don't touch my laundry and don't touch my bills it's okay appreciate you trying but no they're equal parties here would you blame the wife to be Tia if she went to the mom and said hey listen you had your time he's mine now so back off and stop doing all this shit because I want him to become more self-sufficient I mean, that's fine. You can have that conversation. How do you tell mom, get out? Awkward, right? Yeah, I totally mean, not awkward. easy, but also you have to realize you you jumped into this relationship knowing he's a mama's boy and there might be issues with it. And why? You know, why did you why were you attracted to someone who's that close with their mom to begin with? Because again, there's a difference between being close with your parents and this. This is a different scenario to me. It's strange to me. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's out of my realm of understanding. It really is. And I feel like it's something else is going on there. So in my case, I, I haven't lived at home for a very long time. I moved out when I was quite young because I got my own place. But when I was waiting for my current place to become available, I lived with my mom for a couple mm-hmm. of months and she just went over the top. She was doing my laundry and making my bed and meals were made and everything was great. Well, then I had to leave. My house is ready. Thanks for everything, mom. I'm going to my place. But I still stop in and visit her a couple of times a week. Do you bring your laundry? I don't bring my laundry, (laughs) but it's weird because she's always baking. And she knows I've got a sweet tooth. 
So I'll go over there. And for example, I'm going over there after the podcast today. So I'm going to go over there and there's probably going to be something incredible. Some squares with coconut and raspberry, or there's going to be homemade oatmeal, chocolate chip cookies, or whatever it is that she's, she's made. She's the best. Right. And then I strut into my place like a fucking peacock with my, my takeout container full of sweets and stuff and slam it on the counter. And my girlfriend's like, oh, what do you got? I'm like, mom baked for me. Mm, okay. And it's weird because I don't know if she likes it or if she thinks that that's, I don't know. It, it, Should she be jealous she of my mom? She's not territorial over who's baking though, is she? Well, she sure is. Your she girlfriend? didn't bake. Well, that's what I mean, though. Like, okay, she so didn't for make me, me oatmeal, oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, like I don't know. Like for me, my my mother in law is a fantastic baker and cook. It, I would just if she brought over or if my husband went there to visit and brought back stuff, I'd be like, cool. Like I don't care. Should I though, as the self sufficient adult male that I am, say to my mom, Mom, I'm old enough to bake my own chocolate chip oatmeal cookies yeah, so no. you don't you, you need to stop doing this mom i am i am leaving the nest i'm going to start my Aww. own baking regime now that's so different though right i mean we're talking about a 42 year old you say 42 year old man yep who still gets his mom to do his laundry like i just i no, it says so much about your it, it, like your independence and lack thereof and i know that there are partners that have that deal and that's fine as long as you work that out and that works for you there are people who love it, though. I mean, you're right. There's people who just love to be mothered, if you will, whether it's by their mother or their spouse. And you, yeah. Ugh, so not, I don't have to cut me. mom off. I don't have to no, stop that gravy train. You're good. I mean, you're, you're do, like, I think that that's to what you're doing is totally appropriate. If you were bringing your laundry over, there'd be a, maybe a problem with that. Like, I'd be like, don't do that. There is also something too, though, the old expression, work smarter, not harder. And... <laughs> You know, I could do my own laundry. I totally could. And, and yes, I've done it in the past. And I don't enjoy it, but I, it got done. But if mom's not doing anything and mom wants to do it, why would I do it? Isn't there something to that argument? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so at all. It just speaks to like, just do it yourself. I, people have different relationships with their parents. I just like to me, it's so different, like needing your parents still feeling like you need them. I think that's a lovely thing. Like feeling like you can still call your dad and ask him questions about electronics because he's great at that. You know, hey, dad, like if I call my dad for 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 an opinion on something, you know, he likes it, obviously, you know, and it, no problem. But and that's different. Having that kind of a relationship where they still help you out. They do things for you because they're your parents. They're always going to be your parents. They're always going to do things for you if you ask for it. But this is a different level. This is a different realm of activity between son and mother to me. Like, this is different. Similar situation, but not the same. I, uh, my son had an away game last night. He uh, had a lacrosse game in St. Catharines, and the team did not have a bus last night. So he was going to drive himself to St. Catharines. And I said, hey, no, buddy, let's do this one old school, just like we did for all those years when you were in Tyke and Paperweight and Pee Wee. I'll drive you to the game. Road tripping. That's exactly it. So I drove him to his game last night. Uh-huh. And I think he was happy to be able to sit and chill. And uh, we, we got to the game and had a great chat on the way. Well, the problem when you take your kids to sporting events, and you'll learn this soon, is they have to be there much earlier than the actual game starts. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for home games. But when it's an away game, you got to kill some time. So I thought, great, I'm going to bring my laptop I'll find a, a Starbucks or a McDonald's with Wi-Fi and I will get shit done. I found a McDonald's right there on the campus of Brock. Sitting there, I'm working away, and I'd gotten an iced coffee because I like iced coffee and it was the cheapest thing on the menu. The problem with iced coffee is I drink it really quick because it's so good and it's cold. So then I'm sitting there working away, stealing the McDonald's Wi-Fi, and I did buy something, but that thing is gone. And it actually crossed my mind, how long can I work here without actually ordering anything else? <laughs> Technically, I've only spent a dollar at this point, and I'm working away, taking up space at a table and using their Wi-Fi. Yes, you are. <laughs> and not that McDonald's is seriously inconvenienced by me being in their dining room, but it could have been any business, sure. anywhere. So two things. First thing, I, I know we have listeners that that maybe work in a place like that. Maybe they're a barista. Maybe it's a Starbucks. Maybe it's a, a local coffee shop, whatever it is. I don't know if there's like set rules. For me, there's a couple things. 
one, were there a lot of people there? Was it really busy? And were you taking a seat from someone who possibly could have been sitting there and eating? Well, I don't know how to answer that because have you been to a McDonald's recently? The inside? Not, no, actually, I don't think I have. It's a little confusing. So you walk in the door. <laughs> Why? And because it used to be just a whole big line of registers. Now there's one register and then a long area where everybody waits for their shit. And then they've got these poles up everywhere with ordering machines on them where you can go and type in exactly what you want. Yeah, they're in the Walmart ones. I've seen them, yeah. So there's like little <laughs> tables there, like just tables for two, high tops. And I sat at one of those. But then everybody kept trying to like walk around me to go and type in their order. And I thought, am I in the wrong spot? And the tables are all numbered and everything. And I started wondering, am I in like some sort of a corral holding area or something? I don't know what's going on. Because around the corner was the dining room. When I walked in, I thought it was just a small McDonald's with only eight, cha- eight tables. I didn't know there was a whole other dining room if you walked around the corner because it was L-shaped. Okay, I think... <laughs> So I don't know how many so people. So you are don't there. know. Okay, so you don't. You you probably weren't taking anybody's spot up. I think it's fine. I think most people would who who work there aren't going to say anything to you because you know why? There's always someone who's worse than you. There's oh, There's always probably. someone who's worse than you, and I know that that happens. Especially like Starbucks is one of the ones that comes instantly to me. We all know they have free Wi-Fi. McDonald's, I guess, does too. I don't even. I can't even be bothered to go on people's Wi-Fi. I've got a great da- data plan though. But when I'm on my, let's say if I did bring a laptop or something, that'd be one of the things I'd consider is, is there someone that's at least worse than me? Like, do you think someone's been sitting here all day? Because apparently there are like the serial offenders who come in almost daily and maybe order like a, a tall, you know, lemonade four hours ago, you know, and just sit there all the time. You, there's someone worse than you. You were probably fine. I ordered that iced coffee, blew through it in like three minutes, and then I'm sitting there with an empty cup and... I don't know. I could have like sucked on the ice and shit, but I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> You'd be the slurpy guy. Yeah. So, slurpy exactly. Scott Fox over there. And it's paper straws and they only last like 15 oh. minutes. So I thought, okay, you know, I'll go and get another iced coffee. And they were only a dollar and they were cold and they're delicious. And it's really easy to forget that it's coffee. <laughs> I was there for an hour and 10 minutes in this McDonald's and I drank three of them. Oh, shit. So then I went to the game and I had a little pep in my step and I was like hopping around. Never once occurred to me. Oh, fuck. I just drank like a really insane amount of caffeine in an hour. Did you crash a few hours later? Well, this is the thing. I finally got home and it was like 11 o'clock at night. It was pouring rain along the QEW the whole way and got back to my place. I went up to bed and I'm like, honey, I got to go to sleep. Pause off. I got to be up in four hours. (laughs) Get your hands off me. (laughs) You stop. I've got four hours to sleep. I think I actually got to sleep around 1 a.m. Everything that could possibly cross my mind was on my mind and everything except for sleep. And you know when you got to sleep, but you can't sleep? And then you start getting yourself all worked up because you know you should be sleeping, but you're not. And then you check the clock like every two minutes like, oh, my God. What time is it? It's 1130. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Now it's 1133. (laughs) I have less time to sleep than the last time I looked. Now it's 35. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, yeah. It happens often when you get up early. Like for, for us, both of us, we're up so early to do the show that, that, that that's all the time. I can't have caffeine. Like I, ha- I literally have caffeine in the morning during the show and it's one to two cups and then I can't have it for the rest of the day. Fridays, I'm good because I'm like, I go to t- bed whenever I want to go to bed. It's fine. Well, I will say there's something weird about that McDonald's iced coffee because I usually after dinner have at least minimum two espressos that I make myself at home. I sleep fine. I go to bed at nine o'clock every night yeah. and I get up and feel great. I don't know why three iced coffees at McDonald's kept me up past midnight last night. You took the base out, right? I did take the base okay. out and I subbed in milk instead of cream. Yeah, because the sugar could get you. But if there was no sugar in it, then that's peculiar. Well, I'll tell you, the next time I got to stay awake for something, I'm going to get some McDonald's <laughs> now you fucking know. iced coffee. Yeah, it, now it, you know. It, it lasted a long time. Oh, and if you happen to be listening from McDonald's at uh, Brock University. Thank you for your hospitality. I'm sorry if I pissed you off long. in any way. It's not that long. An hour and change is not bad. I just felt like if I'm going to sit here and take up a spot, I should at least be buying something and have something in front of me. And that is, is I, I almost got in my own head. What do you think? Ronald's going to come arrest you? Like, get in, the, get in the car, sir. I believe Mayor McCheese has the authority to arrest. You and the hamburger and the ba- burglar in the back of a golf car. Can you imagine? I'll bet you he smells great. <laughs> 
When was the last time you embarrassed yourself? New poll says we lie awake thinking about the stupid things we've done <laughs> two to three times a month. Yeah. Yeah. Re- replaying that incident in your head like, oh, God. You probably did that after you had so many coffees and just had nothing else to think about. It was on my mind. Don't you find it's always at night? It's always when you're trying to go to bed. That's when you think of all the embarrassing shit you did. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have sent that tweet. Oh, maybe I sh- <laughs> <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have replied that way. Uh, maybe I should have replied to that person. Fuck. People were asked to think about their awkward situations that they've been in and how much they'd be willing to pay to have avoided that situation. All right. All right. On average, real money, over $6,000 was the average that people would be willing to pay to not have to relive that awkward moment or it, to have avoided it in the first place. It would be, have to be a really awkward moment at that price point. Like awkward, like game-changing awkward. One person says, well, here's the, the description. Calling a locksmith after you locked yourself out. 31% would pay money for it instead of having to break in or stay at someone else's house for the night and admit they locked themselves out. Is that worth $6,000, do you think, to I, avoid the embarrassment of I that? I don't know. Like, it's no. embarrassing when you get locked out, but... Yeah, it, I, I don't think so. Like, I'm going go to go with no. One in four would be willing to pay to not have to assemble IKEA furniture because they just can't do it. Okay. I don't know. It, it, when you have to call somebody... To come over and help you put together a end table that you bought at Ikea. I believe I it's a Schmaldenhau. I believe it's called a Schmaldenhau. <laughs> I imagine that is pretty embarrassing, but it's not something you can't get past. Yeah. I mean, paying money for it, sure. But everything has its value. It's not going to be that much money. You got a bad tattoo. Would you be willing to pay to just have it gone? Yeah, like disappear. I'd probably yeah. be willing to pay money for that. I would too. Yeah. I got one that I got to get rid of. Hey, if you do tattoo removal, shoot me a DM. We may be able to work together <laughs> We <here>. can chat. <laughs> uh, when you gave your kid a bad haircut and had to take it to a professional to get it fixed. Oh my God, I did that. One but, in five would be willing to pay for that. I did that pandemic style. Like, really? Uh, yeah. I'm like, I uh, just a trim. It didn't, it wasn't good. Like, obviously that's not what I do. And I, but I thought this will be easy. <laughs> it's not what I do, famous, but it can't be hard. Oh, okay. Last, famous last words. So you know what I did? I marched my butt into uh, a, a, a professionals. I know. And then I, I admitted, I'm like, look, I did it. And she's like, you're not even the first one today. Really? Yeah. Because at the time, this is when salons were back open again. The second time they shut them down. Ah, and I thought, Doug, you know, thanks, Doug. Like I made my kid look like a sheepdog for a, for a hot minute, but they fixed it and they fixed it for free. They were sweethearts. Really? Yes. Yes. And they saved me a little bit. I was embarrassed to even admit it. And I think they knew who I was, which made it worse. I'm shocked you didn't lie. Look what my husband did. Oh, oh fuck. boy. Fuck. He doesn't know anything they about girl's it. hair. The kid did it. You know, kids and scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward situations that you would love to avoid. One in five would rather pay than have to go get their stuff after a breakup. Crazy yeah, awkward. Yeah, you know, that is awkward. Absolutely. Having to go collect your stuff. Is, are you allowed to just tag in a friend for that? Like, I feel like that's what friends are for. Like, if my girlfriend had a bad breakup with her boyfriend and called me and was like, my shit's at his place, I'm getting it for you. Let me avoid any awkwardness and I won't be rude about it. Just tell him to put it in a box and leave it for me. I will go to the door and get it for you. Right? We should all have people to do that for us. We shouldn't have to do that face to face if it's if it was a bad breakup. If it was a close friend, though, I don't think I'd want to put that person in that situation either. I would do it for someone. Would you? Yeah, I would. Okay, we'll circle back on that because I've got some shit (laughs) that I don't have back yet. So (laughs) She might not answer the door. I'm not sure. I don't think think she's going to answer. She knows me. Adults who can't swim, 17% would pay actual money. To avoid having to take swimming lessons or to just be able to swim without having to go and yeah. take an adult swimming lesson. That's an important one, too. I mean, I feel like it is. Some people will never, ever be in a situation where they need to swim. They don't go on boats. They're not going in the ocean. They don't have a pool and they won't go in a pool. They realize they can't swim mm. or they're not confident that they can. So they avoid it. For others, yeah, you kind of need to know how to swim. And it's important. Some people find that very embarrassing. I wouldn't want to do that. I've never taken swimming lessons. 
I've always owned a pool, but I've never taken swimming Interesting. lessons. Do you find yourself to be a strong swimmer, though? Not really. I'm not. I mean, I can I can get from A to B, but it wouldn't win me any medals at the Olympics. Like, I'm, I'm actually terrified of deep ends. Are you really? I actually don't like them. Really? Yeah, like I do. I try to spend at least time as possible. I don't dive. I don't, none of that. I usually stay like I'm cool just in the shallow part. <laughs> this next one, I thought the number would have been higher. 13% say it's embarrassing. It's awkward. They would pay money to not have to do it or to just have it arrive. Buying embarrassing products or medications. Oh, what is it? What is it? Okay, I mean, well, obviously we have questions like how it's got to be like a certain level of weird to have that. But nowadays, you well, do if you can't of- find the preparation H, how embarrassing <laughs> is it when you have to go to the pharmacist and be like, preparation but you H, know what? Where is it? You know what's so true now, though? Just the, write it down the, and the, hand it to me. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> you slide a note across the pharmacist thinks you're robbing the place like, oh, shit. Alert. No, I just want some prep H, man. <laughs> Don't alert anybody. Really backed up. I need to know where you keep the uh, the Metamucil. It's just a note that says I got, or I've got the runs or something. Like give me the other, give me the shit that stops it. Dear pharmacist, I will give you fifty dollars <laughs> cash if you go and get it and put it in a brown paper bag and hand it to me. You know where? It, you know what helps now though. You know what helps that embarrassment? The whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle, online shopping. And door delivery services. Yes. Because now with like a Dash Mart, for example, one example of many guys, there's lots of different options out there, but Dash Mart, for example, uh, you could probably do that. Can't you get like pharmacy items? I'm not sure where the boundaries lie. It depends what you need. If it's an actual prescription. No. What, or You, you got to go. You got, or there's a, there is a delivery for the actual prescriptions. You can get that. Okay. Like a, right. like a shopper uh, does do that. But I'm but yeah, like more like off the shelf stuff is what I'm thinking. Like if you're embarrassed to buy lube, uh, you want to buy it all in one boat. Like could you imagine being the Dash Mart driver that's like fucking lube, KY jelly, a pack of condoms, that's fine, right? Nobody should be embarrassed there. And then you got Prep H, Gaviscon. Like what are you fucking planning? <laughs> kind of a weekend is this? But I know there's people that are embarrassed, so they'll like hide it in their they'll hide it in their carts and shit, you know, like underneath something. Get a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hide it. The people at aisle five cannot know that we need lube. <laughs> Off topic, but why do they put the lube in that aisle? Every time I walk by that section, I uh, I think to myself. Was it really the best planning to have the condoms, the lube, and the vibrators right next to the aspirin? Because that's the first place people go in, a, or the most common place they go in, in a pharmacy. The thing that gets me is, why do they call that aisle family planning? Isn't it the opposite? Like, I don't fucking want one of those. I'm going to grab some condoms. Like, what? why do you call it family place? The lack thereof. Like, it should be just called the I don't want none of this section. Or no more of it. Welcome to the lots of fun with no kids yeah. section. <laughs> The last thing people are embarrassed to ask for help for or to admit they don't know and they just wish that they would pay to avoid the situation altogether is learning about emerging technologies like crypto. Oh. You know when you hear everybody talking about it and maybe you even know people that have got the investments but you still don't get it. You really don't know what it is but you're too embarrassed to ask at that point. What I would definitely ask yourself if you're in that boat is do you want to know? Do you care to know? Because I think that some people feel the need to know because people talk about it. But the truth is you might never really need to know. There's probably crash courses on YouTube. I would imagine. You could do that. Right? Sure. You got you to gotta be careful who you trust there, though. I assume that it's also opinion-based. I would think so. Yeah. So for me, in a similar light, I mean, I think I'm fairly up on emerging technology. And even though they've been around for almost two years now, I still don't fully understand what an NFT is. Yeah, or why people yeah. want them or why they're valuable. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, they're not like, and to me, NFTs, I know what they are. And I still think that it's silly to me. Like when you see that someone could steal it and if they, if they break in, they break in. If you don't have access, you don't have access. Tough shit. It's one of those things where it disappears forever if you don't properly secure it. Like that's scary to me. Why would I spend tens of thousands of dollars on something like uh, Robot Chicken? Seth Green did that. He bought something, an NFT version, created a show based on the NFT and somebody hacked it resold it to someone else and there's literally because the law is so funky with that right now there's nothing he can do about it he based an entire show off of it or a series and he doesn't have the rights to it anymore 
See, I'm that's all- fucked up. That's totally fucked up. And I mean, he clearly got robbed. I mean, that's criminal activity. But, law, but what law, do you do? No, the law doesn't even register with that. That's like, sorry, does not compute with this. When it comes to NFTs, I fully support the idea of getting something physical for a non-tangible. If I buy the uh, the the After Nine logo and I say that's my logo and Cat doesn't own any of it and I can prove it because I've got the NFT. Even at that, I mean, what do I actually own? What can I do with it? It's silly, right? It's silly. Some of it does go up in, or has gone up in value. Some of it has gone down. It is a gamble. Like, it's a risk that you're taking when you're purchasing these things. Like, Madonna put out her, her tree vagina thing. I don't know if you even saw it, but she put out this uh, two NFTs. One where it's like, oh, it's a woman giving birth to different things, basically. And it's based off of her own body, she says. Whatever. Who cares? So you buy that, it's possible that somebody else will purchase the rights to that NFT from you and you will make money off of it. I mean, that's quite possible, but it really is a risk. It's a risk like any other potential investment you could make. So for me, that's why I'm like, I'm not there with NFTs to know and be confident. I'm buying that NFT for an investment purpose because I don't know that it's going to be valuable later down the road. It's hard to say. And some people believe NFTs will go away and, and like it'll just be a nothing from now on. Like eventually, I should say. It's remarkable how much stuff in the digital world just goes away and we forget about it and never think about it again. Yeah, like Vine. Great example. <laughs> I hadn't thought of Vine since you just said it. <laughs> but that's a great example. I had vines, and I don't even know where they are anymore. Like that do qui- they exist somewhere? <laughs> like that quiz show we all used to do on our phones for a while. What was that weather? Oh. You know, like all these things. They come and go. Some of them stay, and I'm not here to say NFTs aren't staying. So if you bought an NFT and you're taking offense to what we're saying, don't. We're not saying that. I'm just saying it is absolutely a gamble, just like anything else would be, though. Just like the investments I have. I have like Wealth Simple, and I bought some stocks and things. That, that's just as much. Cryptocurrencies and things like that, they're just as much, I suppose, of a gamble as anything else. Huh. Speaking of pissing people off, I did this morning and I didn't even mean to. I thought it would be a popular opinion. Today is National Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. And all I said was today is uh, national or no. What was it? I said today is the day if you'd like to make something that nobody likes and looks and tastes awful. It's Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. People are upset. I didn't know that there's like a like a rhubarb appreciation club in KW yeah. some sort. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of rhubarb being grown right now. That shit grows fast. Sure it does because it's a fucking weed. I don't understand who <laughs> said we should put this in a pie with strawberries and ruin it for everybody. Who ate it for the first time? Who eats all these things for the first time? And oh. then with that, agree, says this is sour and gross. Let's do something with this. Yeah. Let's give it three to five days. If he's still walking, that's edible. All yeah, right. I good. I know. It's such a weird combo. And, and people are still messaging the, the text line at the radio station. No, Scott's wrong. Strawberry rhubarb pie is the best. <laughs> no, it's the best when you dump a bag of sugar that's in it. it. I had neighbors that and they had rhubarb growing. In the, I was, this was when I was growing up. I was so young. These, like, <laughs> these people used to rinse off the rhubarb with the hose out back. And the, the mom would just give them like a bag of sugar and they just dunk the rhubarb and sugar and munch on it. Like it, if you have to dunk something in sugar to eat it, it's probably not good. Probably not good. Listen, this is something that is so vile that you have to sweeten it up because eating it on its own is not an option. <laughs> and if you don't sweeten it up, then you're just eating strawberries and weeds in a pie after you cooked it. But people were angry at you, eh? Yeah, they were like, oh, fuck you. I'll, I, I'll never listen to that station again because he, he was talking shit about rhubarb. I love that. You should never take offense if somebody doesn't like something you like. Never. No. Because we all have different taste buds. and it More for you is what I always say. Like, why do you get mad at me if I say something that I don't like and you like? It's more for you. That's fine. And don't eat it. Like, if we had a big <laughs> bowl of guac here right now. You know, I'm fucking eating that. Oh, and I know, I know you are. And I know you're not. And I'm going to judge you and, the and, whole and time. I, but I'm fine with that. There's more for me. You know? You can have your fucking three Kit Kat bars. That's on you. With rhubarb. With rhubarb. <laughs> I'd like three Kit Kats and a side of rhubarb, please. <laughs> three iced coffees. Too good. <laughs> In hindsight, my diet this week has been fucking <laughs> atrocious. I gotta get my it's shit together. Fine, have a couple veggies today. A balance. It's called balance. balance That's all. Yeah. Who cares? Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Dave's gonna join us for that episode of After Nine. Uh, we'll be back in about twenty-three hours. <laughs> see you then.
Moderna announced a new version of their COVID booster that's eight times stronger and provides longer lasting protection. Which sounds less like a vaccine, more like an ad for right guard deodorant. But still. The CDC this week raised its monkeypox alert to level two. Though, if you want people to take it seriously, don't change the alert level. Change the name. Monkeypox just sounds too cute. Monkeypox? Ah, you guys, should we get it? Elon Musk is threatening to walk away from his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. Yeah, I feel like Elon is pretty close to saying, uh, I'm so sorry, my two-year-old took my iPad and clicked buy, so I didn't know. <laughs> so we're cool, we're cool, right? We'll get this. A man in the UK set a new world record after he drank at 56 pubs in 24 hours. Yep, Guinness calls it a world record, uh, while his wife calls it a problem. Uh, <laughs> The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.